Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Utah Royals FC show. Super stoked. We have Alex Arlett with us today. Howdy, y'all. <laughs> Said like a true <laughs> Texan. Well done. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm so excited for this. Okay. Um, so lots of questions, lots of stuff to talk about. We're just going to go straight to icebreakers. Okay. So who on your team would you be most afraid to get in a bar fight with? Oh, my gosh. Um, the first person that comes to my mind is Kelly. Okay. I want to have the roster pulled up because I, I honestly feel like, ah, I don't know. I wouldn't really want to be in a bar fight with Becky either. Mm. Becky's That's scary. That's a fair, fair assessment. <laughs> I changed my answer. It's Sam. Okay. Cool. Cool. Dig it. All right. Favorite food. Hmm. Alaskan king crab legs. Nice. Oh, okay. Or crawfish. Bougie. I like it. <laughs> I'm so bougie. Don't you know me? <laughs> um, favorite color? Blue. Yes. Okay. Good choice. Good choice. All right. Favorite vacation spot you have visited and a place you would like to visit? Ooh. I think my favorite so far is probably Sydney. Oh, that's right. You played there, didn't you? Yeah, it was awesome. So, so, so hot, though. Oh, I'm sure. As far as the heat goes. Um, Places I like to visit. You know, every time someone asks me this, I feel like such a loser because I don't, I can't think of anywhere I want to visit. I feel like. Mine just goes blank. (laughs) I don't know why I always get stumped on this. Yeah. It's all right. I mean, the world is a beautiful place. There's a lot of places to see. All right. What is your like favorite hangout place in Salt Lake? Um, I like to go to the Rose. Um, really just any coffee shop that I can, I try to rotate them a little bit because I get bored of the same scenery. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I like the Rose. I like going to public. I went there today um, and did some work and read a little bit. And I don't know, sometimes I'll literally just get in my car and like drive up to Park City and explore. Oh, right on. Park City is a really cool place. Like, I feel like a lot of Utahns kind of forget about it. Yes, definitely, definitely. Um, okay, so now that the, I guess, icebreaker's over with, um, do we want to go straight into the serious stuff? I did. Are you asking? I don't know. Yeah, you're in charge of the show, it's, man. What are you doing? It's just a general question. Oh, I'm not in charge. I just do all the dirty oh, work. Wow. <laughs> that would, that would, Who's in charge? That would have been nice to know like six months ago. <laughs> um, all right. Whatever you're feeling. All right. So to be honest, Utah loves you, but what is next? If I knew, I would tell you. Um, this is like the most volatile my life has ever been in regards to the fact that there are just so many different things that could happen. Um, I feel like in six weeks, I'll probably have an answer for that. But the answer right now is I have absolutely no idea, man. That's frustrating. Yeah. So, I mean, is, is the six weeks thing in like, it, you'll know more where you are health wise and you can make a decision on like soccer or not soccer kind of thing. 
Yeah, I mean, as far as soccer goes, I think I have to at some point put a deadline on it. Like, okay, I have to make a decision one way or the other with some different job opportunities I have coming up and with soccer. So I I feel like at this point, six weeks makes the most sense because that seems like the point where I'm going to probably have to make a decision one way or another. And if I'm, if I'm continuing to not get better and as puzzled as I am with this freaking frustrating injury in six weeks, then it might be time to move on. And if it miraculously starts getting better, then, you know, maybe I, I think about giving it another go. I just, I don't know yet. Would you be willing to tell us a little bit more like about the injury, how it happened? Cause like, I know you've said before that it's just really weird. I'll do my best to explain it. Um, I can't guarantee that it's going to make any sense because I don't even understand it really. Um, it started, let's see, where are we? We're in October. Yeah. It started two years ago. Um, it was technically at the very end of my rookie year. Um, it just started as a little tiny bit of knee pain um, on both sides. And I remember I was I was playing with it. I, I played a 90-minute game. Our last game was against Orlando that year. And I remember thinking, like, my knees don't feel super great. I was like, whatever, it's on turf. I'm, I'm about to go overseas. It'll be fine. And I got over there. And they just really, really started hurting. And about two months in, I I was literally in tears. I, I couldn't run. I couldn't play. And I, it was literally that painful. And so I, I came back over here. And I guess that was January 2017 is when I got back from or February. I can't remember the exact month. But anyways, it's irrelevant. Um, got back. And long story short, Ever since then, I've been doing physical therapy with no improvement for about two years. I've had three surgeries. Um, the initial diagnosis with this weird thing was um, patellar tendonitis. I, I don't know if that was right at the time or if things have just spiraled so far out of control with muscle imbalance that it's just created so much pain. I'm not totally sure. Um, so at, at this point I've, I've pretty much taken my hands off of the situation completely stopped trying to push it because that's, you know, mentally and physically, I just can't handle it anymore. So just going to take my hands off and, and see what happens and try to be okay with whatever way it goes. So are you in pain like every day, just trying to walk around on that knee or is it a I, bit more nuanced than that? I am. It's pretty bad. Not going to lie. I, I I can't even imagine like that has got to be so hard. Yeah. It's, it's, it's one thing because it started out just being about soccer. You know, the first, the first year or so it was, it was stressful because I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to lose, you know, my contract. I'm going to lose soccer. I'm going to lose my starting role, blah, blah, blah. And now getting to this point and looking back at being concerned about those things. And now I'm literally like, if I get stressed out about something, I can't go for a run. I can't, you know, do freaking anything that I want to do that I used to use as an outlet, like not just play soccer, like kind of everything. 
physical. So really having to figure out um, other things I'm passionate about for however long this may last. I I can't imagine this is going to be a permanent thing because it just doesn't make sense. But um, certainly having to be a little bit flexible about my (laughs) outlets and what I do for fun. Yeah, you're just kind of in motion. Like, I don't know, like, I almost just, like, want to, like, cry for you. That's so, like, I, especially mentally, like, I can't, I can't even imagine. Yeah, it, it's good. I, I mean, it's not good. It, it actually really sucks a lot. <laughs> but, um, I mean, I'm, I have faith that it's for a reason and that something good will come of it. Um, I really do think that. So just holding out for a little bit longer to see what that might look like. Yeah. And, and I mean, that kind of, that kind of puts into perspective the the story you put up on your Instagram about those kids that came down um, at the game and, and wanted to talk to you and like, you know, like as hard as it all is, there's still some, you know, value to it all. And I don't know. Gosh, yeah, this is so frustrating. I, I hate yeah. it, but. Yeah. I mean, and I think the thing about, unfortunately about that is, is that I didn't really, have that realization until toward the end of this season. And, you know, my, my first year doing this, which was 2017 at FC Casey, you know, sitting out, watching training, watching games, I still had a very selfish perspective. I was just looking toward the future, looking forward to, you know, what I need to do. And, you know, my worst case scenario was losing my contract at that point. And then I got to this year and, I'm like, you know what? This is probably going to happen. I'm so unhealthy. Like, this is going to happen. I can either make a choice to just throw a pity party two years in a row or if I can change my thought pattern and try to make something of this because that's really my only other option. So I think once I kind of had that mental shift, it it really just changed the way I, I think about everything, honestly. Well- you know, I think it's a, like a testament to your mental strength, right? Because I'm not, I'm not an athlete. I'm just, you know, a college student. Uh, but like, if something like that happened to me, I'd be like, screw it. You know, like I'm going home back to like, you're, you're from Houston, I think. Right. Correct. Yeah. So like, I don't know. It's just, it was cool. And it was really, really cool to read that post too. And like, it's definitely true. Like honestly setting this up by Instagram, terrified to send that message. <laughs> <laughs> um okay so let's flip this a tad happier um what is your favorite episode of the office oh my gosh great question um you know what this is not a popular opinion i'm not sure why um threat level midnight is my favorite episode episode. (laughs) Yes. Sorry, I, I got excited. Best episode. It's a quality episode. It's a super quality episode. <laughs> nice. Okay. Good good answer. I feel like as a show we approve of that. Sorry um, that I'm offending. <laughs> I don't know if anybody can be angry with that answer. I don't know. Yeah. Eric Erica yeah. might be able to find a way. That's true. <laughs> Okay, so while we're talking The Office, if you were to win a Dundee, what would it be for? Oh, my gosh. 
Can I make up my own Dundee? Yes, oh, of course. definitely. Of course. It's encouraged. Um, I would want something. I mean, I'm not going to win the sarcasm Dundee because that's probably going to go to Stangle no matter how hard I try. <laughs> um, I want the organization Dundee. There you okay. go. Okay. Kind of a weird answer, but. I'm I'm starting to organize my life a little bit, and I think in this place, I just really like the organization. Done. I feel like that's a very mature answer. Okay. There you go. Awesome. There you go. You know, I was just going to say, I think it's absolutely in the spirit of those awards that you just make up whatever one you want to win, because that seemed kind of like what they were doing. Hundred <laughs> percent. I mean, you can cheat your way to an award. That's. Pretty evidenced by uh, who won the funniest player, right? Oof. Yeah, <laughs> that was mean. Oh well. <laughs> All right. So next office question: If you were to get a tattoo of a Michael Scott quote on your body, where on your body would it be, and what would the quote be? Ooh, Erica, I'm sorry for taking this from you. If you ever are listening to this. But you miss 100% of the shots you don't take, Michael Scott. Is that what he says? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I like it. I like it. A nice little graphic on the internet, too. I think I should make that my wallpaper, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Open it up right now. Well, you know, to rub it in her face, you should tell her to listen. And then she, that way she can just listen to that. I will. She's about 30 feet away from me right now. I oh, think. hi, Erica. Oh. Okay, hi, Erica. <laughs> we need... I don't know if she can hear this. We need to get her on again. It's just it's it's just a question of who is the PR person? When will that PR <laughs> person get back to me? And is it socially acceptable to slide into the DMs? Oh, totally. <laughs> you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. That's cool. true. Yeah. Got to listen to Michael Scott there, Boot Joe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. We will be sliding into just everyone's DMs. Yeah, I was gonna say, look out, private messages coming to every Royals player soon. <laughs> Get on the show. Um <laughs> Okay. Um so taking a step away from the office a little bit. So these are some questions from folks who listen to the show. Um so Kyle wants to know what were the biggest challenges associated with being a first year team and what were the best parts about it? I think the biggest challenges were maybe for people that don't know the sport um, or some people I talked to that didn't even know that we had a women's team. I remember we had, I had an Uber driver one night coming home from the airport and uh, we were chatting a little bit and, you know, I told him about the Royals and, you know, some people just don't get it. They're not about sports. They're not about women's sports. And I think that's probably one of the biggest challenges, especially talking to this guy, because something so historic is right in his backyard. He actually is from Sandy. Wow. He's like, how do you not know this is here? And he just didn't really seem to care. Kind of made me mad. So <laughs> sorts I don't of blame you. Those sorts of things. <laughs> yeah, he got a lower tip. Those <laughs> <laughs> Give him four stars. <laughs> yeah, he got a four star. I don't think he actually rated me too highly. I actually don't have a great Uber rating. I didn't realize that passengers were rated until recently. 
I don't know why. I feel like I'm an excellent passenger, so that's something I'm actively working on. Before there the was just like one guy you made really angry that gave you a low low rating, and it was over from there. I'm trying to think back to Ubers I've taken over the years, and I honestly can't think of anything detrimental that I've done as a passenger. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I need to the archives a little more. I don't know. Maybe it was just like an Orlando City fan that was really petty and just knocked you down. You know what? That's probably as what it is. I don't know. I'm I'm starting to lose sleep about it at night. So, <laughs> I mean, if I were an Uber driver, I might do that. Like, oh, you're Carly Lloyd. No, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> I have no idea who I am. So, should not be rating me that low. <laughs> I had an excellent conversation from the back seat. Yeah, I mean, you're hilarious, at least, you know, your, like, social media is indicative of that. When we talked for, like, 30 seconds in person, you were pretty <laughs> yeah. funny. That was one of the best interactions of my entire year. Oh, it, it was <laughs> definitely the best interaction of my year, for sure. What it's happened? Not... You can um, ex- Yeah, so uh, my brother and girlfriend needed to use the bathroom, and because uh, Lo had been on the show before, I just, like, started a conversation and it just like really quickly turned into like the fan awards. And then it was the video that was on Instagram. Oh, that's what you were talking about. Okay. Yeah. I was like, what are you talking about, Virtua? Did I miss something? That video was great, though. That was a quality was. video. Yes. It made me feel important. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So what were some of the best things about being a first-year team? Ooh. There were so many good things. Um, for me personally, it was all of the community service stuff and just so many opportunities to interact with people that were so genuinely excited for our team. Um, specifically at the ticket holder season ticket holder events. Like I remember going to a couple of those. I walked in, like maybe not had the best day, was not in a super great mood and, they are just so excited to have a team. Like it just warmed my heart. So things like that, I think were hands down the best part of having this team here and being a part of in an inaugural team specifically. And also the locker room is dope. I had so much fun dancing in there. It's pretty much all I ever did when I was in there. <laughs> Even physical therapy. That's pretty funny. Is there um, a moment that sort of stands out? Mm. I mean, other than that, like come to Jesus moment from my Instagram story. <laughs> I can't think of anything specific. I mean, the, the home opener was really special you know my parents got to come up and that was just really fun um seeing the stadium filled like that and even just being in the stands and like looking down on the field and seeing people that I've been playing with forever and then looking at this gorgeous stadium with the mountains in the background with the snow I'm just like I can't believe that I'm here I can't believe I'm a part of this this is this is really really special and it that's, was. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, 
Uh, so moving to some of the next questions. So I don't know if you know who Rick is. He's the T-pole guy, the two-pole oh, guy. Definitely know who Rick is. Okay. <laughs> um, so he has a lot of questions for you. He has a lot of questions. <laughs> <laughs> there's like, hey, Rick. There's there like were like five. five of them, and I only wrote some of them down because it was just too much <laughs> um so anyways so he says since i didn't get to make you your very own tifo um what's a tifo the big um, banners that they held up for like you know in the south in the north end they had stuff for people and yeah so that's i mean the like, technical wants, name for them yeah. yeah sorry guys no you're good so have you ever had like one of those made i have not okay um so rick says if you have not um, would you like, what would you want one of you to look like? Oh my gosh. I don't even know how to answer that question because the possibility of it just makes me so excited. <laughs> okay. Maybe the next question will, uh, answer for you. So, um, what were your thoughts on the, uh, you know, the FCKC slash or FC TIFO that hung up all season? I'm sure most players are probably familiar with seeing that. Yes. And he wants to know if you would like to have it. Yes. Yes. Me. Okay. <laughs> All right. We'll um, let him know. We'll let him that'll know. That'll happen. We will slide okay. into his DMs and let him know. Um, are we talking about that, the FCKC one that was hung kind of close to the ground? Yeah. That said, that said respect the past, like embrace the future or something like that on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It had both teams logos on it. What was the original question i just got so excited that i forgot oh he just wanted to know if you wanted it oh yes okay <laughs> well, we will slide into his dms and let him know um and then he also says i love that you're always one of the players like doing the community events and things like that i think that that definitely was a highlight of the season for a lot of fans because even though i know i personally couldn't make it to like pretty much everyone except for the meet the team night like especially i know like you played an integral role in the goals for girls and like all that stuff is just super kick-ass if we're being frank yeah i completely agree couldn't agree more um oh sorry it, go ahead it just makes it more fun i was gonna say it makes it more of a a well-rounded experience whenever you have the chance to play pro in the first place and i think back to i mean even college when I was so stressed about, you know, my grades and what job I was going to have and am I fit enough? Am I doing enough stuff for me? And I, I remember I didn't, I didn't do as much community outreach as I wanted to. And I really regret that. And I'm happy that I had a chance to do it now because it takes a lot of stress off whenever you just sit back and go hang out with cool people in the community. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, on that note, what's it like to balance grades and sports at, you know, like a big school that's pretty academically rigorous like LSU? Right. So when I was in high school, I was terrified. I thought I wasn't going to be able to handle it. Um, and it was a lot. You definitely have to be on your game. You learn all about time management. Um, but I will say once you kind of figure out how to do it, it takes about a semester. It, it really isn't so hard anymore. You, you kind of know what works best for you. You know your schedule. 
it's certainly long days, but it's definitely doable to excel in both. Um, I would say I've had a way harder time um, since I've been in the pros because I have so much time. I, I, a couple weeks ago, I forgot about a doctor's appointment. It was the only thing I had in the entire day, probably the entire week, because I'm just like, I don't know what I'm doing right now probably the entire week. And I completely forgot to go. Hmm. I'm, I'm so unstructured right now. So, you know, mind all over the place that I completely forgot to go. And I was like, I would have never forgotten something like that when I was in college. So I'm going back to having my handwritten planner. Cause I was so mad at myself <laughs> after that. So now I have my planner. I have all the things written down that I want to do. And I'm, I'm trying to get back in that student athlete routine per se is that's when I was the most productive. I think I heard from someone or I read somewhere you have um, like a master's in accounting, right? I do. That is cool. That is cool. So if, so did you do that while you were playing professionally or slash doing rehab? I did. I, so I started, I had a red shirt year in college Um, so my last season of eligibility in the fall, I was enrolled in graduate school. So I knocked out that first semester, um, that last season I had. And then in the spring, that was supposed to be my final semester of graduate school. And I was going to graduate in May and be done. Um, but I got drafted in the 2016 draft, which I was not expecting to happen. But when it did, I was like, there's not a doubt in my mind. Like I'm dropping my classes. I'm, I'm going for this. I don't care. Um, so I did that. I moved to Kansas city to, to chase after that. And the whole time kind of having this dilemma of what do I do? I just have one semester left. I'm not really sure when I'm going to finish it. And last season, whenever I got, so this was 2017 um, at FCKC. Whenever I got to about, I want to say the beginning of July, and I was like, you know what? I don't. I'm not getting any better. I don't really think that I'm going to be playing this season. Um, I made the call to reach out to my some of my professors at LSU and said, hey, like, can I can I cram all these classes together into this fall semester and come back and finish up? Um, so I did that. I went back to Baton Rouge. I did two surgeries while I was there and crammed all those classes in last fall and graduated in December. Dang. Congrats. That's a commitment. Holy cow. Yeah. And a master's degree is not easy to do, especially if it's like math, because that sucks. It was kind of (laughs) rough. After my last final, I was cheering. Yeah, it's like you, you just gotta like play Freebird by like Leonard Skinner and just <laughs> run in the rain. <laughs> I was literally cheering as I walked out. If it hadn't been my very last one, I probably would have gotten in trouble for being loud and disruptive. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So another question. So how did your club team growing up affect your development as a player? And this is from uh, Kaylee Wombag. Hmm. How did my club team affect my development? This one's funny because I was on a club team when I was in middle school um, that I loved. 
And whenever I got to be, I think it was halfway through my eighth grade year, um, I had an old have an older sister who played um, at University of Texas. So she, my older sister, was at um, Challenge Soccer Club, um, and I was not. And my parents told me, you know, you're going into high school. If you maybe even want to consider playing at the next level and playing in college, you need to go play for this club because this is going to be your best shot um, at a scholarship. And Challenge, I'm, I'm from South Houston and challenge was all the way on the north side and I didn't have any friends up there because I didn't live close to there and they told me you know you're gonna do it you're gonna do it for at least one year and at the end of the year if you really really don't want to do it anymore you can quit you don't have to play soccer anymore and I said I'm not going I'm staying here I don't even like soccer that much I'm just here on this team for my friends hmm. said, no, you're, you're moving you're doing it for a year and then wow. you can quit I was super mad and I went to the team across town, hated it, hated it, hated it the entire year. Wasn't any good at soccer. Like I hated getting yelled at by the coaches. I was ready to quit. And then literally right at the end of my freshman year, things started turning around and I started getting a little more confident and, and making friends. And from there, I, I really just think that it was, having a total commitment and enjoying what I was doing and everything from there just kind of fell into place. Right on. So, so were you um, like naturally just super athletic and good at it or is it like just the spark just happened and then, or a bit of both? Um, I mean, I wouldn't say that. I mean, I probably have a, natural baseline level of athleticism, but I wouldn't say that it's necessarily any more than anyone else. Uh, I actually, whenever I was starting to play high school soccer, uh, there was a, a little group of us that all played and we all came in as freshmen together. And I was tiny, 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 like just so small at this point. And all of my friends got put on varsity and the coach told me, you're going to be on JV, but we're going to pull you up maybe for a couple games. And I said, well, I don't want to do that. I'm just going to, like, I'm not going to be on JV without all of my friends. I'm just going to, you know, I'll do my club soccer thing. And this is at the time I also hated my club team because <laughs> I had to move. I was like, no, like, I'm not, I'm not doing this team away from my friends at high school. And then going to a club team that I hate, I'm just not going to do that. And so I took a little break from, from high school soccer. Um, and then it worked out to where I actually came back and got to be on varsity. Um, I don't even remember the question. What am I talking about? <laughs> <laughs> You're totally fine. You're totally fine. Um, so have you always been a defender then? No, I was an attacking mid. Um, all the way through my entire life until I got to college and I got to college and my second game I ever played at this point, I'm still tiny. I'm still, I, I mean, I was growing. I think I stopped growing when I was a sophomore in college. Um, 
And my coach put me at center back. And I mean, there are pictures online. I was tiny. I think I was like 110 pounds at my freshman physical. And this is the SEC. Like, these are some big girls. And he put me at center back. And I was like, I mean, I want to be on the field. I'm going to do it, obviously. Um, I still, to this day, I'm not really sure why he put me there. Um, But I played there pretty much my entire career at LSU. I, I had a few times that he would put me out wide, um, which I was honestly a lot better at out wide. Um, but we just didn't have a lot of center backs. And then, um, as soon as I went to go play for, for black coat, it was outside back the whole way. Hmm. Right on. So, um, do you prefer playing those like defensive positions or would you rather be uh, in the midfield. Oh, I love outside back. I don't even know if I would remember how to play in the midfield anymore. Honestly, <laughs> cool. is totally plays to my strengths. Right on, right on. Um, so what are your, I guess, like obviously outside of the Royals and outside of like, you know, friends and other NWSL teams, what, uh, like soccer teams worldwide do you support? I'm not going to lie, this year I have really struggled to watch soccer. Um, it's <laughs> like, understandable. Like, it really is, yeah, you know. Watching, training got to be too much. Watching the games, even our games, got to be a lot at times. Um, so there were literally points where there were some really big games going on, and I would come back to the apartments, and I was just like, y'all, I'm – like, I'm not watching this. I'm sorry. I just can't. Like, I've just been watching too much. Um, but Becky's probably going to – I don't remember why she gave me such a hard time for this, but I love watching Gareth Bale. I think he is so much fun to watch. Like, if y'all go on YouTube and you type in, like, Gareth Bale highlights, I just think he's so magical. He's he's pretty good. There was a there was a clip from a couple of years ago in a in a Madrid match where like he like chipped the ball around a defender from midfield right up the touchline and then ran around him out of bounds and back in and then took it in and scored. It was just like how does anybody even think to do that in the first place and then pull it off and have the speed to just burn right. a defender like that and think well I'm just I'm going to get there before you. I don't care. And then he and then he oh, scored, and, and it was like, well, of course he did. Well, you know, that was pretty awesome. Megan, do you have anything you want to say? Sorry, I've just been like going down. No, you're good. I I can't. Re- I don't really have anything that wasn't already addressed. Okay. But I will think and let you know if I come up with anything. Sounds good. Um, so on to the next one. So, like, how did you find out that you were going to be coming to Utah? What was that story like? <laughs> um, so that was very stressful, honestly. Um, I think it was, I can't remember if it was in October or November, but I was sitting in my corporate tax class <laughs> and that was whenever I saw that FCKC had folded or was being relocated or whatever you want to call it. 
Um, I saw that, had a hunch it was probably going to happen, but saw that. And then I, you know, started, Shay was my roommate last year, Shay Groom. So I, I texted her and I was like, Hey, do you know what's going on? Uh, I'm not really sure. Maybe we'll hear something in a few weeks. A few weeks went by and we got an email um, that we were going to have a conference call with the league and they were going to you know, tell us what's going on. And I'm like taking tests and finals at this point. Like my gosh, places, like my knees are terrible. I'm so injured. Like I, I'm not looking good to be able to play in 2018. Don't know where I'm going to be living. And I'm just like, I can't, <laughs> I can't handle this. We got on the conference call with the league and they were basically like, Hey guys, uh, we, we've taken control of all your contracts, uh, but we can't, we can't tell you where you're going. And I was like, great. So then we had another conference call a few weeks after that. And they finally told us exactly what was going on. Um, and from there, things happened really quickly. We got in touch with some of the management here and, and, worked out what was going to be going on with those of us that were out of contract and those people that were at the point in their contract, whether their option was going to be or not, that sort of thing. So it was, it was kind of stressful. There was a lot of moving parts, um, a lot of ways it could go, but once it started getting rolling, it was, it was exciting. I, I remember sitting in class and I was, I was Googling, you know, looking up Deloitte, looking up, Rio Tinto. And I was like, wow, is this, is this for real? Like this looks awesome. And it was awesome. That's awesome. (laughs) Well said. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Right. I'm, I'm clearly very good at what I do. The best. I always like to ask is what was your like first impression of Deloitte? Cause I'm don't know if you met him like ahead of time or if it was like first day you had to show up for preseason, but like, what was the experience meeting him? <laughs> um, so the first time I ever, I mean, I knew what he looked like cause I had seen pictures from, um, the internet and stuff, but I had kind of forgotten and I, I don't remember who I was carpooling with. Uh, we had like a, like a team dinner before preseason started. And I think I was riding with, I was with Gunny and I was with Mandy and they had done a couple of appearances in the off season. Cause they got here a little bit before us. And I was like, what's he like? You know, you guys have been interacting with him and they're like, Oh, you'll, you'll know who he is whenever you see him. And I was like, what does that mean? And they're like, Oh, you'll just, you'll know who he is. And so we walk into the restaurant and sure enough, like I have never seen somebody smile as big as Deloy. And it was like instant. I was like, oh, there he is. <laughs> and I just, I was just so struck by how excited and how passionate he was and he is about bringing this team to Utah. I mean, and it didn't even waver. You know, we had our our end of the of the season lunch, and you know, at, at that point it was obvious that we hadn't we weren't going to make playoffs. And uh, I think this was, this must've been right before our last game. And I was kind of wondering like, Oh, is he going to be upset? Cause we officially aren't in playoffs or, or what's going to happen here. And his personality wasn't any different. He was just 
so kind, so gracious to us, which is ironic because he's the one that, you know, provided the opportunity for all of us to come here and, and live such a dream, but he, he's awesome. I can't, I really can't say enough about Deloy and the opportunities he's provided for us here. Does anyone call him Papa Loy Loy? <laughs> Not that I know of, but oh, okay. I like it. Didn't, it, it didn't become a thing. Okay. We've, we've tried Loy? slipping that yeah. into uh, some of your other teammates and see if that gets back to him. But... Yeah, we all call him Papa Loy Loy, but apparently that hasn't caught on to the teams yet. But we're working on yeah. it. I'll, I'll spread that around, tell people to say, <laughs> do it. Do it. <laughs> um, what was your like first impression of Utah upon arriving here? Um, well, I've never seen mountains like this before, so this might be kind of a lame answer. I could not fathom how large those mountains are. And with the snow and everything that was on them, whenever I got here, I was like, holy cow, this is amazing. And I think that now that I've been here for several months and I've gotten to know some people, I've, I've realized this is a lot smaller of a bubble than, than somewhere like Houston. Um, it's not a super big city and it seems like a real community here. Um, so that's something that is a little different than from where I'm from. For sure. For sure. Um, what's your like favorite part about being in Utah? I would have to say the sense of adventure and just how many different outdoor activities there are. Um, it's just like, they're just, you know, you can just drive into the camera, the camera. (laughs) I just hear that. (laughs) You can drive into the Canyon and sometimes I'll just drive in there and pull off on the side you know, provided it's paved and level and just like walk anywhere I can to sit down and read. Um, I just love the sense of adventure. And so I'm like, I don't really want to leave until I'm healthy and I can take advantage of all of these things. Yeah, for sure. I'm like looking at these mountains and I'm like, I want to do stuff. (laughs) Yeah. I, I don't know if you can talk about this or not, but you mentioned earlier that you have like some other job opportunities Are any of them like here. Yeah, there's a couple here. Um, a couple things I'm looking at in Houston. Cool. Cool. Um, yeah. We'll just, we'll just have to see. Yeah. What happens. Cause uh, you know, Salt Lake Utah loves you. Love <laughs> all of you. Never leave. No, none of you guys are allowed yes. to leave. Yeah. That's yeah. I'm really nice here. I'm going to have to just, hunker down for a little while right. longer <laughs> um let's see what is uh have you been down to like southern utah at all i've sorry if this is a stupid question is moab or yes moab yes. is in southern utah is zion Absolutely. in southern utah yeah definitely yeah. okay i've been to moab i haven't been to zion i really want to go to zion but i'm scared it's going to be freezing is that accurate yeah it depends on when you go yeah like if i were to get my car right now and it wouldn't be bad it wouldn't be bad it would be like it would be okay yeah it would probably be a little cold at night but you'd be okay during the day okay i'm think i'm considering doing that next week i went down to moab in 
August and we did my best friend from home came up and we did the, the, um, what's it called? The off, the off, uh, like slick rail. Yes. It was called hell's revenge. And we did that. And I, based on what I had read online and some different things, I was like, Oh, you know, this is going to be not scary. Like we're going to be in these ATVs and, and driving in dirt basically. And I'm here to set the record straight. It was terrifying <laughs> up on these skinny little rocks that are like 40 feet tall. It was, it was no joke. Like I had a newfound appreciation for Utah after that. I was, I was terrified. Yeah. That's a, that's a pretty extreme landscape. And like you can, there are places you can, um, you can ride a mountain bike on similar kinds of things. And I mean, I did that a long time ago, but I remember just like I would be walking my bike very carefully down some of these steep, rocky things. And then here comes some other guy flying by me on his bike. And okay, that's I, good for you. I can't do that, though. I'm afraid I'm going to die right now. Yeah, and it, it astounded me how – I mean, I don't know what the process is for the mountain bikes, but how easy it was – and how nonchalant almost it was with the, with the ATVs. I think I just showed my driver's license and they were like, cool, let's go. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, there's no way we're driving up that thing. Like they don't know I'm a good driver. <laughs> They're just hoping yeah. that you're a good driver. I guess I signed a waiver. So Probably, yeah. You know. Is there anyone on the team that is like horrifying to get in a car with? <laughs> Call them out right now. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that was an awful question to ask let me i had one encounter where i was in brit's car on the way home from our physicals at the beginning of the season where we almost died (laughs) oh no i'm sorry listening to this i think you're a great driver but you know what i'm talking about (laughs) (laughs) if it makes you feel any better i don't think anyone like I know Trey when he was in New York listened, and I know Carla in New York listened. I don't know. Maybe players listen. It'd be cool if they did. I don't know. I should send this to <laughs> You should. For sure. Do it. I don't driven with – I haven't really driven with that many – Barney is the best driver. I will say that. Really? Huh. Maybe he's decent. Um, Eric is good. Bengal's good. Got that Jeep life. <laughs> See, that's funny. Like, I almost half expect her to just be like wild and crazy driving in the Jeep because it's the Jeep, you know. Like, she has to just be. Right, right. No, Stang is a good driver. I I can't picture a single time that I've ever felt endangered, except for the sheer fact that the doors were not on yeah. when we're on yeah. the freeway, <laughs> which I find terrifying. But I'm trying to be a little more relaxed and laid back. That's when you like hope you don't drop your phone and it just goes flying. Because yes. my dad has a Jeep kind of like hers, and like whenever I go in there, I'm like, oh man, don't drop anything, don't drop anything. Yeah, I was sitting in the I mean, I'm I'm kind of lame, so this was the first time I'd ever been in a Jeep with the doors off. And we got on the freeway and I was playing on my phone and I looked down and I was like, if I just accidentally drop this thing like I do all the time, it's gone. <laughs> like this thing I could see. So definitely, you know, things that you learn when you're 25. Sure. 
Um, outside of soccer, what do you like to do? Hmm. What do I like to do outside of soccer? That's a great question. I should probably start thinking about that. <laughs> um, I, I love the idea of reading. So I'm trying to get, I came across this article forever ago called 20, 20 books every 20 something year old should read. And so I saw it and I was like, Ooh, yes, I'm going to do this. And I'm doing it, reading the books. And now that I'm like getting my mojo a little bit, I think that this is going to be a real hobby of mine. I mean, I'm not making too many crazy projections here, but I might, I might just pick up reading as a nice. hobby. We'll see. I used to do horseback riding. I guess I can count that for this question. Oh, that's cool. I was a little equestrian. That is also <laughs> terrifying, much like a Jeep. Yeah, I don't know. I grew up doing it, so I I never really thought it was scary. And I would fall <laughs> off all the time. <laughs> sort of natural. Um, so what would you say your greatest accomplishment off the pitch is? Hmm. Or like a weird award that you've won? A weird award. I mean, all of my weird awards that people love to make fun of me for our horse awards <laughs> um, if you guys are familiar with horse shows um but the ribbons that you get so you get for every they're called classes for every class that you enter you're pinned which means you're ranked against the other horses and you get a ribbon for each of those so in a given weekend you could get like 15 ribbons and those are the short ribbons. And then every show circuit or maybe at the end of the year, there are big awards and the ribbons are super, super long. So for my childhood, I have huge boxes full of hundreds and hundreds of these ribbons. And so my mom, <laughs> when I was <laughs> away at college, put them up in my childhood bedroom. She put fishing wire all the way around my room. And so these ribbons are just hanging and some of them are, are short and some of them are so long and some of them have ridiculous things on them, like medium pony <laughs> champion, champion 2007 or something like that. People come over to my room. <laughs> like I'm 25 when I go home and I, I walk into my childhood room and I see like 400 ribbons on my wall. I'm just like, <laughs> What is my life like? Do I take these down or do I just let my mom have these? <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> oh, man. That is yeah, so quite funny. Around my, my close friends and my, my college coach loved that. He loved to make fun of me about my horse stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I know. I can, I can just see. I'm not that saying he did this. I can just great. see a coach like, hey, and you know, we're not giving out ribbons for this. You know, get running or. <laughs> yep, you got it exactly right. <laughs> you got it exactly. Right. So has that has has that carried up over here? Like, would would Laura ever say something like that? <laughs> if she knew. No, <laughs> I mean, she probably would, but she. Yeah, she A doesn't know that much about it and B I I wasn't around that much honestly. I was I did my phys most of my therapy outside of 
the stadium. So I was kind of on a different schedule. Oh, okay. But I'm sure that if she knew that, she would love to make fun of me for it because it's honestly pretty pretty hilarious if you saw pictures of it. <laughs> I mean, that's just going to be like a mental image that I will forever associate with you. Okay. I think there's research time. Yeah, there's one on my Instagram. Oh, okay. Hey, we. Yeah, we will. We will definitely go stock it. That is great. Um. So, um, this is, um, kind of, I guess a tougher question, but so I'm up for the challenge. Okay, (laughs) cool, cool. Um, so Charles only wants to know, so not sure that I have a real question apart from how do you manage just keep on keeping on when you see everyone else like playing and your, your body just won't let you join them. Like, how do you do that when, you know, soccer is such a big part of your life? Um, for me, it just, I, I don't think that if it, if it would have been a short term, um, problem that I knew how to fix in that resolved, I don't think I, I ever would have come to the point that I came to this year, but in a way getting to that breaking point where you just absolutely can't do it anymore and just let go of everything and just say, I don't care what happens. I'm taking my hands off the steering wheel. I'm going to go out. I'm going to do as much as I can to interact with people to get involved in the community, regardless of whatever happens to me. For me, that was, that was what I had to do. That was the breaking point of if I just keep sitting here and letting the same thoughts go over and over in my head, what if this happens to me? What if I get cut? What if I can ever run again? What if I can ever play again? What if I can't, you know, explain to people what's going on? What happens when Laura asks me at the end of the season? All these things that most of them did happen. Like a lot of my worst fears happen, but that was the only way that I was going to be able to keep going was if I just let go. And that was in probably August that I finally came to that point. Um, so that's, that's really what it is. And also just finding, finding the positives, you know, just knowing that everything happens for a reason, no matter how terrible and cliche, that may sound, but there's always doors opening in other places and there's always things that are going to change and no season of life is going to last forever and the bad things aren't going to last forever. So just looking forward to that hope and that promise and knowing that and pushing forward, I would say that's, that's the best way I can kind of describe the the thought process I went through and, and kind of changing my, my outlook on, situations like this mm-hmm. you know i like oh sorry no, go ahead, you're good. i was just say that was really deep and i was mm-hmm. wow <laughs> yeah i'm i mean oh, wow know, yeah. podcast is gonna like get all right? the feels yeah for sure i mean you know like i really want to like commend you for that because i mean that's definitely something that like i don't know you must have an insane amount of like mental toughness if we're just like being frank I wouldn't say that. I guys have seen some of my, my mental breakdowns calling my mom 
the last years. But like, you know, you just you just get to a point where you have to you have to filter the thoughts and you, you just can't let you can't let the things that you you can't control weigh down your your happiness. You can only control what you so control. True. So you just gotta harp on those things and, and do your best to keep a positive attitude. Live in the moment, live in the live in live in the day. Maybe exactly. um your, your post soccer career is like being a therapist. <laughs> Just goes and be a motivational speaker. <laughs> yeah. Therapist. That's not what the uh, career advice people in college do. <laughs> or, or, you know, like a, a motivational speaker. <laughs> or something. I, I got some weird results from that. I, what did they tell me to be? I remember I spent like three hours taking this, you know, those, um, those personality tests that tell you what you're supposed to be when you grow up or whatever. And I took one of these in the career center and then it came back with something like, so not what I was thinking. I was like, you know what? Whatever. I'm leaving. <laughs> Going back to my dorm, man. Um, what pushed you in the direction of accounting? Cause I'm sure that that's not a common major for most athletes. Yeah. So it's funny you should ask that because when I, when I was a senior in high school, I accidentally signed up for this class that was in the ninth grade center. And being the little princess I was, I didn't want to have to walk to the ninth grade center. And so I asked the counselor what I could substitute for that class. And she says, well, we can put you in accounting, um, but you're going to have to have a good reason to get into this class. And I told her at this point, you know, I'm a senior in high school and I, I still had no idea what I wanted to major in, like not even close to knowing even a general direction. And I said, oh, oh, but I'm going to be an accounting major. You, you have to let me in this class. Thinking at the time that there's no way I'm going to be an accounting major. That's literally the last thing I want to do. Um, but I'll get in this class. So I, I took it, you know, didn't like it. I was like, this is kind of boring, but whatever. Uh, got to school as a freshman and I was like, you know what? I think, I think business probably, probably suits me. Um, I just don't know what to do. And I, I talked to my parents a little bit um, who are both business people. And my mom told me, I think I, I said, I want to do, um, I don't remember what it was, but I initially told her I wanted to do um, a major that I knew a lot of my friends were going to be in because uh, no one was in accounting. Like I was definitely the only athlete. And she said, no, no, no. I think you're going to thank me for this. You should do accounting. It's specific. It's good for your personality. Like if you want a pretty clear path, this is what you should do. And I thought about it and I was like, I don't really want to do that, but whatever, I'll do it. So I did it. And I, I didn't love every minute of it, but I have to say that the farther I got through the coursework, the more I realized that it actually is really well suited to my personality. And I love that I can apply it to a lot of different things and it doesn't box me in um, as far as careers go. So I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy that I did it. 
Yeah, it it seems like it's really applicable to, you know, a lot of different markets and things. So definitely a huge advantage. Um, Do you all have, um, Ryan, Megan, do you all have like any other questions or anything that you want to say? Uh, yeah, not, not so much a question. I just, I, um, <laughs> I, uh, I don't know, like I can never really answer the why of this, but like when I s- found out the team was coming, um, I just kind of like picked Mandy as a player I liked. Um, so the, right after she had her hip surgery, you had a video of like taunting her going down the stairs on her crutches out of the apartment <laughs> that just cracked me up so much. <laughs> that's right tell her like hurry it up no excuses for being hurt oh i thought i, I thought i was so funny yeah i did too that was i, I like i like that a lot that's pretty great <laughs> mandy and i have a good time oh i have a very important and groundbreaking question where did where did oh. the arugula queen come from i need the backstory <laughs> on that funny you should ask that Um, so to be completely honest, I don't even know a hundred percent where this conversation came from, but Lowe was one of my roommates this year and I am like a huge vegetable person. Like if they filled me up, I would just eat vegetables. I love vegetables and I love eating spinach and arugula. (laughs) (laughs) Salads are like my favorite food ever. And I was eating a salad one night and logos, yo, what are the odds that you change your um, Instagram name to something about salad? <laughs> like that's not bad. Cause some of the ones that Lo and I will do with this game are like things that I would not be able to say ever <laughs> on a podcast. Oh, no. no, wait, Low has ideas like that. I would never imagine. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, but just like wild things, we will do them sometimes. And so this, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is nothing. So I was like one in one, like we don't even have to play this game. <laughs> let's change it to something weird and let's just see how many people in 24 hours, let's place a bet on how many people like DM me or text me or ask me what the heck is your name and what, why is that there? And I was like, I'll change it after 24 hours. Let's just see. So I was like, I'll do arugula queen because I literally am an arugula queen because I eat some salad. And, uh, so I put it and I kid you not, it was about 20 people that saw it and were like, what is this, Alex? Please change it back. I hate this. <laughs> After the 24 hours that passed, I, I can't really describe it, but I kind of love it and I don't ever want to change it. That's an even better story than I was expecting. That's incredible. There you go. People are still, I I mean, it's probably been up for a few weeks or so, but people still, um, I don't know if you guys know who Alicia Chapman is on uh, Houston, but we played at LSU together. I was a freshman when she was a senior and she has sent me probably five different messages over the last few weeks. Like, please change your name. <laughs> I hate it so much. You need to get rid of it. <laughs> and every time someone tells me to change it, it just fuels my fire a little bit more. And I'm just like, no, I'm never changing it. That's awesome. That's great. You shouldn't. It's brilliant. I, know, I remember when I saw it changed, well, I was like, all right, 
I'm just gonna roll with it. That's yeah. oh, I've been wondering. Yeah. I like the mystery. I like that people don't really know. They think it might mean something significant, but lo and behold, it does right. not. The only thing I think that could make it any weirder would be that I I see I'm now I'm like Wikipedia reading about arugula, which is more one of the stranger things I've ever done, but it fits <laughs> with what we're talking about. And I, I see that it's also known as rocket. So I mean, if you just like out of nowhere made that reference, I don't know. That would really oh, confuse wow. you know, people so bad. You know, I'm probably going to be up late tonight brainstorming ways I incorporate that into Maybe I could do like arugula, up carrot, rocket, underscore Ooh. queen. Ooh. Oh, man. See that? I don't know. I'm just spitballing okay. ideas here, guys. That works. This is my favorite thing. Just on the change planet. your name in your bio from Alex to uh, to like Rocket, and then have no context. Honestly, I don't know if my media could get any weirder than it is right now. So just make it as weird as possible. I don't really have a lot of shame. So <laughs> or just like Alex Rocket parentheses Arlet. Yeah, like it's a nickname. I know that's weird. I the I'm I'm hoping it happens because then I'll feel really important. So I'll get it in there somehow. Oh, that's too good. <laughs> it, it is too good. Oh man. Um, do you have anything else before we oh, get all sad? I don't you, think you're so. gonna take us there. Oh. I know. Of course, I'm gonna take us there. I'm me. If I'm good for one it's, thing, it's hitting buttons. In this, <laughs> that is true. I do hit wrong buttons. I did it before. Hopefully, I won't do it again. So it definitely sounds like life is pretty difficult and up in the air. Um, and I know that, like, I'm speaking on behalf of, like, I don't know what what was our average attendance this year? It was like eight thousand, eighty five hundred yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I don't want to speak for eighty five hundred people, but like, no matter what happens. Um, you know, like you have brought something to the state of Utah, particularly, um, you know, like young girls who need those role models and you've been that. And so like, thank you not only for like providing us entertainment and like, you know, creating another outlet for us to go absolutely insane with our fandom over, but you know, for, for, for being a role model. So no matter what happens, just. Just thank you for that and being a part of our history here. I appreciate you saying that. That's really nice. Yeah, of course. Of course. Um, sorry, Ryan, were you going to say something? Was I? <laughs> I don't know. Um, well, yeah, no, I just like it's it's been so special to like it's it's one of the reasons I love women's soccer. I think even more than men's, even though I came to it second in terms of, of what I pay attention to soccer wise. But like there's all of the players are so open with us and so much fun to interact with. And it seems so much more genuine in a lot of ways that you appreciate the people that come and watch and, and support you. So it's just been awesome to have like all of you here and actually have a team and we don't have to watch soccer from afar and, and hope and dream that we might, you know, have that someday. And so you're, you've, you've been a fun part of that. And 
we just appreciate everything you've done. Well, I know I'm, I'm definitely speaking on behalf of my team and everyone in the Royals as well. Um, coming to a place and having fans like you guys and having people excited. And I mean, this, this podcast in itself is, is evidence of that has just been amazing. Like coming from a lot of the places that some of us have played um, where there's just not a lot of buzz and not a lot of excitement. Like this has, this has been a dream. Um, and it, it, it comes from the support. So thank you guys from the depths of all of our hearts. This has been an unreal dream for all of us to come here and play for you guys. I'm going to cry. Weird Joe. <laughs> hold it, hold it in, man. It's good. It kind of sounds like that's real. Are, are you guys all together right now? Or no. Are you no, we're all in different places. No. So no. Yeah, so we, we, we can hide our shame. What was it about embracing shame that was said right? Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, just thank you for everything. I know, you know, life has probably got to be hectic for you, but you have definitely played an important part here. And obviously I, you know, I speak for, Cindy, all right, Cindy's not even here, so we're all speaking for Cindy technically. Um, man, today's been so long, guys. It's been so long. Um, but, you know, to speak for Megan and Ryan, what am I getting I at? I don't know, Vir- Joe, I was wondering. It sounds great. You should just skip rolling. Yeah. Um, oh, we hope you're here next year. Um, yeah, I'm going to go meditate a little bit and and get all healed up and wake up tomorrow and – you know, I think that's probably the solution. I don't know why I didn't think about that. There you go. Well, I'll do that. It's all just mental. It is. it is. That would be actually be super cool to like surprise everybody. Guess what happened? I just thought about it really hard and everything works now. That's like actually the opposite of helpful. Really. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I getting at? Oh, um, th- just just thank you you know, for, for doing this interview, for doing all the stuff at the city, um, for talking to us. It's, it's been amazing. And a lot of people look up to you, including us. Sorry. I'm getting way too sentimental. (laughs) Y'all. So mushy. I know. I, I, there's probably a therapist that I should talk to these issues about. (laughs) Maybe it'll be you. (laughs) Oh my goodness. license on the side i don't know if that's a thing mm-hmm. i said i'll get my therapist license on the side i don't know <laughs> yeah there you go something uh you can on your business cards you could put i'll do your taxes and solve your marriage problems <laughs> <laughs> that's not a business niche i don't know what it is honestly <laughs> like while we talk about your problems i will file your taxes there you go <laughs> Don't expect me to be listening too much because I'm going to be filing your taxes. <laughs> but you should still come in. Oh, man. This this has been fun. It really, really has. So true. Um, do you all have anything? I mean, including you, Alex, do any of you all have anything that you want to close with? I'm good. I think I'm... Working. Yeah, I'm out of ideas. <laughs> all right. Well, oh, sorry. Was someone saying something? I just said I'm good over here as oh, well. Okay, not- cool, cool. 
Um, on that note, uh, everyone who's listened, thank you for listening to the Utah World SFC show. 